you have never heard of what is about to be talked about on this podcast episode, but you will eventually, especially if you run track. Ethan Heft, former track athlete at Purdue University and co-founder of Pet Track, comes on the show today to talk about how he went from running track to selling track as a toy. This episode is one of a kind, I'm not going to lie. I would have never thought that I would be doing a podcast about a small toy for track athletes, but here we are. Obviously, the toy is not the only thing we talk about today. Throughout our discussion, it was so obvious to me how how faithful Ethan has been to Christ, even while battling injuries at Purdue, traveling the world, spreading the gospel, and now running a business that sells track material as a toy called Pet Track. Like I said before, one of a kind. Ethan and I get to talk about so much more than Pet Track and even athletics. We get to talk about God's timing, his faithfulness in our lives, and how he uses athletics and even business to reach people that otherwise we may never come in contact with. So enjoy this episode today because you may learn a lot about toys, about sports, and especially about Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Competing for Christ podcast. I'm your host, Ken Burke, and today we have the pleasure of speaking with Ethan Heft. Ethan, thank you so much for joining me today. Of course, man. It's just an honor to be here. My first podcast. I've always wanted to do podcasts. You know, I've always prayed. I'm like, Lord, I would just love to be on one just to talk and, you know, spread the word, talk about sports, just just have a good time, you know. So I'm just really grateful that you reached out and I'm excited to to see where it goes. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's going to be an interesting podcast. I think this is the first ever um, podcast I've done about, I don't want to say a toy, but like kind of a figurine kind of thing. Um, but I, I kind of want to leave the audience in a little bit of suspense before we get into that. So first of all, I wanted to ask you, can you explain your background in sports and how God has played a role in your life through athletics and in your life? I grew up in sports my entire life. Um, like until recently, I've kind of like changed course from being an athlete to being more on, on the business side. But my whole entire life, like like honestly, even before really finding Jesus, like um, in, in the last couple of years was sports. You know, that was my religion. That was really everything. And it was always right above Christ. But it was, but Christ was always there. I just I just had them flipped. Um, I went to a Christian middle school, Christian high school for a little bit, and then transferred to a uh, to a public high school and then a public college. But through all of that, sports was the center of my life. You know, I did gymnastics, basketball, soccer, cross country, track, you know, like like any sport you could think of, I did it with everything that I had. You know, like I was the, uh, the kid who in fifth grade, like in a basketball game, if no one was watching and we lost, I would still cry like in the locker room, you know? Cause like there's passion just to win and just to give like the best effort that I could. So, you know, sports was so much of my life. Like every night I'd go to bed, I would read the ESPN uh, encyclopedia. I would watch documentaries on the Colts because I'm from uh, Indiana. I was consumed by it. Like we didn't even have ESPN in our house. So when we went on spring break to Florida and we had ESPN, I just wanted to go to the beach because I would just watch ESPN. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was like that's all that I wanted to do. So sports was the center of everything. Um, and, uh, I was talking to my wife this morning about this 
because we were just kind of running through some questions, just, you know, talking about this. And I was thinking about how Jesus was there the entire time. You know, like all my coaches mm. for each practice, they would read a couple of verses. They would talk about what they meant. We would pray. We would pray afterwards. There was baptisms happening. You know, there was always, the Lord was always there. But I like was never truly listening. Mm. Um, just because, you know, I'm like ready for the game to start. And my coach is praying. And I'm just like, Coach, we don't have time for this. You know, like, like we're part of the game, you know? So for me, it was Jesus was always there. And I praise the Lord that I was raised in a Christian household. I went to a, a Christian school. Like we went to church every Sunday for the most part. Um, that way I was kept in just the world of Christ. Um, and I was raised with good morals. So whenever I actually did find the Lord, really like the last couple of years, like truly, it was a super easy transition because I was raised in that, but I just didn't really pursue it uh, at a young age. So yeah, for me, sports was my religion, and now Jesus is. That's awesome. That is that's a good that's a good story, and I, I I love hearing stories of people. You know, sports was their identity. Sports was who they were, and then they made that change and that shift, and they still love sports. But Jesus is the ultimate their ultimate identity. So, what was your athletic experience? Obviously, going through high school and into college, too. Yeah, so I played soccer, basketball, and cross-country. And then after eighth grade, my family moved to Spain for a year. We lived there. And I was going to keep pursuing soccer, um, but there was just like a really strong language barrier. And I was like, I just am not really enjoying this. So I just stuck to track and field because with track, uh, your coach can just tell you the workout and you don't have to talk to them. Like, there's no translation. So I just kept running, and then I came back to the U.S. Uh, for high school and college, and running was just the one thing that I focused on. Um, so I went to a Christian high school for my first semester of ninth grade, and it went really well, you know, um, but the school was not in the public school system, so I couldn't compete in any state tournaments with kind of like all the top athletes I just couldn't compete in. So I decided to transfer schools. And then I went to Lawrence North High School for three and a half years, ran cross-country and track, and then ended up going to Purdue University, where I ran track for three years. Uh, and then my fourth year, um, I quit just because of so many injuries, a coaching change, just a lot. You know, there's so much going on in college. You know, it's like, mm. like me, I was sucked into the world of, like, sports is number one, and then it's like girls and then it's like partying and then it's drinking and then it's smoking and then it's like you just get sucked into exactly what college life is um and that just kind of just like ruined me and honestly like looking back on it it's like a weird balance of like i'm very grateful that i went through the public school system mm. because i know what the world is like but then at the same time it was like regret at the same time because I lost like my innocenceness, you know what mm. I'm saying? Yeah. Really indoctrinated into the world. Um, like I had never really heard cr um, cuss words until I went to a public school. And then instantly it's like F-bombs are being dropped. Like they're talking about sex out of marriage. They're talking about drinking. And then it's like you start listening to bad music and then the Lord just, just disappears. And then that just takes over your life. So for me, high school and college sports was really interesting because I had a lot of injuries um, but I just had a lot of talent so I could keep progressing and keep progressing. Um, and then I got to a point in college where 
my junior year, I got injured one more time and I was like, I just can't do it anymore. Mm. Then I quit. And then that's kind of how Petrack ended up happening four years later, which we can get into. But it was, it was because I wanted to make the sport fun again. And I wanted to create something that was unique and exciting and not performance based, you know, just because I, I went through so many injuries and so many just, just hard moments in sports that it just took away all the fun. And that's why, you know, I mean, that's why we all do sports because we want to have fun. And that's a good, that's a good segue into, I mean, what we're talking about today, because I mean, pet track is, I, I don't even know how to explain it. When I tell people what it is, they're like, it's a, it's a pet track. So why and how did you start pet track? That's a really exciting question. Uh, so like I, I obviously went to college for sports and then my, my dream then was to work for either Adidas or Nike and sports marketing. And so for like all of college, it was like every day I'm just like focused on like, how can I get an internship? How can I get a job? Um, and then from there, I ended up getting an internship with a company called Flow Sports in Austin, Texas. And there's a sports media company and I worked with their, their running side of the business. So I did a lot of digital marketing, Facebook ads, things like that. Man, this is actually crazy. I was taking three classes because this was after my fourth year of college. I had one semester left um, just in the summer online. I had three classes to take. And I was just doing them online, super easy. It was like a 100-level world government English course. I had a C going into the final, and it's just like a written final, super easy essay. And I was like, I think I'm going to try really hard and actually get a good grade and finish college out really well. I finished the essay. I get my score back and my teacher gave me a 35%, which brought my grade down all the way to a 57.5. They said, maybe we'll round it. They rounded it to a 58.5. So then I failed my final course in college. Go back for another semester. But bro, like I was like completely devastated. I was like, I'm literally about to walk like down the aisle at Purdue next week. I have to tell my parents that I failed my last course. Like, what am I going to say? But you see, the thing was, is I was praying like, Lord, I want to work in sports marketing with these big companies. So then I failed my last class, which then let me have another semester of college. So then I could apply for another internship because you can only apply for internships if you're a college student. So then I'm like, this is the greatest thing ever. So then I ended up giving... Um, so then I ended up getting an internship with Puma out in Boston. And I, the only reason I could do it was because I had one course online so that I could move from Indiana to Boston and work there like full time while being a college student. So like the Lord is like so interesting, like with me, I've always been someone who's been very stubborn with things that I really want. So the Lord always has to just break me down all the way. He's like, if you really want this internship and the only way that you're going to notice that it's me is if you fail your last course in college and then you realize what I did to make a way for you, you know? So then I um, started working at Puma, was there for four months doing uh, women's marketing, really, really loved it. And then after that internship, I moved out to Seattle, Washington, and then I got a job with Brooks Running on their uh, sports product uh, shoe uh, analysis team. And that same week that I moved out there was the day that COVID started in 2020. And it started in Seattle. So I'm 
I'm literally flying to Seattle as there's news about like the first COVID things happening. And it's like, I'm like, Lord, like, should I go? Because you know, like the first day everyone's like, what is happening? Like what is this, but I'm just like, I know the Lord's here. And I knew the Lord was, was there because my manager was Christian at Brooks. And he was the only Christian guy that I met in sports marketing was my manager when I was flying there. So I'm like, you know what? Like I'm trusting the Lord. I don't care what any sickness happens, what, what any disease comes my way. It's like, I'm going to keep pursuing what he said. So then I go to Seattle. I'm working for Brooks running. I'm there for six months. And this is kind of where pet track started. Um, so I wasn't thinking about pet track then, but the idea of my own business started there because COVID started and then a lot of things started changing in the world. A lot of things started changing in the, um, in the company. And the thing that I realized with these large companies is that they sell more than just shoes. Cause I'm there, you know, just to sell shoes. But then as soon as they get there, they're like, Hey, like, can you do this ad for um, pride month? Can you do this ad for this other thing? And this other thing, all these different things that are anti Jesus Christ, you know? And I was like, man, I'm just here to sell shoes and have a good time. But clearly like they have a different agenda. So for me, it was really upsetting because I had this dream of like sports marketing, working in sports, selling clothes. And then I quickly realized it wasn't about the clothes at all. And I'm just someone that I don't want to compromise with the Lord ever. And that was when it started where it was like, I want to work in running and I want to have fun. So I think I have to do my own company because that's the only way that it's going to work, you know? <laughs> so then I was at Brooks for six months. And then after my contract ended, I flew back to Indiana. And then I went over to my friend's house and friend slash old coach. Uh, uh, he's in his fifties. Okay. Uh, his, his son ran this really, really fast mile around like a 352 mile. And instantly we were like, uh, cause he's in college and we were like, he's going to go pro. So then I go to his house, like we're all talking like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe this happened. And then we start talking about running, like how we can make the sport better. And he's like, Ethan, what is one product that every runner needs? And I was like, that is such a good question. And he was like, okay, go home for a week, think of 10 products and then come back and tell me them. So I go home for a week. Um, and I'm just thinking about this, thinking about it. And I have like nothing. And then the night before instantly, just like 10 products just come right to my mind. And the one that stuck out the most was like track material. Cause I'm just like, wait a second. The sport of running has no toys. It has no fun accessories, no merchandise. So I was like, this is really interesting because everything around running in sports, honestly, but specifically running, everything is about performance and making you a better runner, making you more efficient. You know, you buy running shoes, you buy the gel packs, you buy the cliff bars, you get the foam roller, you get the workout bands, you get the coaching sessions. Everything's making you a better runner. And I was like, what if I make a product that is the complete opposite. Instead of making you a better runner, we're making running more fun. And what's a better product than selling the actual sport that you run on? Because no one's ever sold it before. So we were like, okay, we'll have a company where we only sell track material products, but we wanted it to be fun. You know, like we didn't want to just sell keychains and coasters and doormats and all these other 
very simple products. We wanted to create a brand. And for some reason, at the same time, I was learning about the Pet Rock, about this really unique, hilarious product from the 1970s where a guy, he just sold a rock as your pet. And it's the world's best pet, you know, because it, it doesn't bark, it doesn't pee, it, it doesn't yell at you, it, it doesn't do anything. You know, it sits there and it listens and it just does what it does. So we were like, what if we sell track material for the first time as your pet? And then from there, that track was born. Wow. That is so cool. I mean, how did, how do people usually react when you, when you tell them what it is? That's the other reason that we wanted to do it was because we wanted a product that caused a reaction, you know, cause like when something is so silly, you immediately get a reaction and you almost know the person's heart, you know, like, I, because it's so silly that you can't really be mad at it. You can either laugh and say, this is really funny or just be like, oh, that's kind of weird. Like, I don't really like it. But either way, there's always a reaction because it's just a piece of track as your best friend. So people love it. Some people are confused, but every track athlete gets it like instantly. You know what I mean? Just because they're like, oh my gosh, this is actually the material. Like, this is hilarious. Yeah. And, and I mean, if you're, I mean, I'm thinking of the track athletes that do listen to this show. Like, I feel like this is something you have to get because this is like, it is so unique. I've never seen any, any product like this ever. Like I'm trying, I was trying to think my, in my mind, like what, what is in football? What's in baseball? What's in basketball? But like, there's nothing like this, you know, it's, it's so crazy. Yeah. The thing with the pet track too is the other reason that it started, I mean, you know, there really was a lot of reasons that went into it. Um, But another reason that we chose to do it was because I ended my running career like on a really, really bad note. I I ended it by quitting in college, being injured, um, just not enjoying like the where where the sport had me, um, the people that I was around. And I really just wanted a second chance kind of in the sport of track and field. And um, I really just wanted to create one product as best that I could create it. You know what I mean? I was like, what if I tried all out like I did in running for one product? Like what would happen? So kind of just the question of what if I actually gave everything? What if I actually just ask the Lord, Lord, give me advice, give me direction and just see what happens. Um, kind of why we went all in with it, because the one thing that the pet rock was is it's a product that you can go and you can get in your backyard and you can put eyes on it and then it's there. But the pet track, you can't just go get in your backyard and the pet rock is something that it's just a rock. So I was like, what if we take that same funny concept, but make it as professional as possible. So it was like, I want to get world athletic certified, uh, Olympic grade track material. I want to get the best headband, the best box, the best certification card, like make it as professional as possible. Um, and then see what happens, you know? And when you do that, it takes forever. Like it was a two year process from when the idea happened to when we started it, because uh, the, the idea came in February of 2021. And then we launched the company in February, 2023, three years later, or uh, two years later. Wow. And yeah, I mean, there's so much like in those two years that I could go into from 
encountering the Lord, kind of becoming a missionary, like experiencing his power and, and his word in so many different ways. But it was like the Lord had this idea. And then he was like, are you willing to wait for the right time? Are you willing to wait on me on when it's ready to be released? Because the Lord gave me the idea. Um, so I don't want to force doing it too soon. Yeah. I mean, it reminds me of Abraham in the Bible. Like, you know, God, God promised a child to him. Um, and he, he had to wait him and, uh, him and his wife had to wait, but I think you just, you just touched on it a little bit, but how has your background as a Christian athlete contributed to you starting and running Petrac? It's pretty much been everything, <laughs> you know, it's, <laughs> uh, I was talking to my wife about this earlier too, and we just kind of got down to the end of it. And like, it was really just like, just Jesus was the answer for mm. And it was like only Jesus could make a way, like only Jesus could turn a situation completely upside down. You know, I was raised in a Christian home. I went to a Christian high school, a Christian middle school. I went to Bible studies, but I was never listening to him. Um, and I just kept pursuing sports above him to the point to where I, I just was getting injured. And then I eventually quit. And then the Lord just broke me down completely. And then he was like, if you follow me, truly, I will bless the gift that I've actually given you, um, which is, you know, in the sport of track and field. And it's such a unique way um, because I really thought that all the joy of the sport was like truly taken away from me. And then instantly as I start following him, he just gives these ideas, gives these like revelations of how the sport can be fun and how it doesn't need to just be performed, um, how, how it just doesn't need to be performance based. And I think, you know, it, if I wasn't a Christian, I would just be compromising on everything. I'd probably still be working in a large corporate company, um, not doing my own thing, uh, just doing other people's ideas. Um, but the Lord, you know, he gives all of us different gifts and different abilities, and he wants us to share those with others. Injuries have played such a, I mean, it seems like they've played such a big role in your life, and especially these, you know, in, throughout high school and college. What advice would you give to, to athletes that struggle with injuries, but they're, they're struggling with trusting in God's plan too? Oh my gosh. It's <laughs> such a hard question because it really depends on the athlete. You know, like you really have to know the athlete. You have to know what is the reaction to the injury? Is it anger? Is it depression? Is it getting mad at their coach? Is it getting mad at themselves? You know, is it guilt? There's so many different things. So you really have to know the athlete and you have to see where the priorities are. And it's hard to speak with every athlete, but for myself, it's such a really fascinating question because every day before practice, we would pray. And every day before practice, I would hear my coach give a word um, or just a quick message from the Lord. But I just was never listening, you know? And there was nothing that was going to make me listen. Um, until I truly experienced the power of the Lord mm. um, in such a powerful way. And four months ago, I was at Purdue, and I've had ankle pain for like five years, even throughout college, and, and that was why like, I kind of quit running. I was at Purdue at this Christian conference, and this kid had a word for, he was like, I'm just seeing like a red brick wall and a bad ankle. And I'm like, that's me. Because every race in college... I would hit a wall, like a metaphorical wall with one lap to go. And I would just die. Like I would just start jogging really, 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 really slow every race. And I had a super bad, uh, like ankle injury. So then the kid comes over to me, he prays, wow. nothing happens. 
I go home three hours later, my ankle is instantly completely healed. And I'm just like, this is the most amazing thing that's ever happened to me. Um, and I was like, Lord, like, why now? Like, why not before and why now? And it's just so fascinating because, like, I was too stubborn to listen to him then. Um, and the fact that he, he healed me after I've really pursued him is just like, just a, just an amazing blessing from the Lord because now uh, I'm living in Mexico. Like right in front of me is this massive, beautiful running park. And it's like, now I can enjoy the sport again. I can run without injury. And I have this fun sports company. So for me, I just had to experience like the radical power of the Lord, like just supernatural healing for me to be like, okay, this is like real. Cause I heard it, but I didn't have the revelation until I saw it. And I was like, Lord, like, show me, show me, show me, show me. Just like days of crying, days of like asking him, like there'd be nights, man, where I would just be on my bed, like crying, like, Lord, like, please help me. And then he did because he's good and he's just, and he, he answers what we ask, you know, Matthew 7, 7. Mm, Absolutely. And that's, that's great advice too, because I mean, I think it, it, like you said, it depends on the athlete because one person can be, you know, they can ask God and maybe get an answer right away generally, but some people, you know, they don't feel God's presence. They, they have to wait and wait and wait. And, you know, eventually they do get the answer. Um, every college athlete and every pro athlete that I have on the podcast, I really like to ask him, what advice would you give to Christian athletes right now? Obviously you're, you're out of sports now well, playing sports. You're still in track, um, involved in track. What, what, what advice would you say for those people that are coming up through junior high, high school. It's so interesting because like sports, I don't know how sports used to be 20 years ago, but I just know even from middle school and high school and college, like even four years ago, sports are different now. There's an agenda when you join a college team. You know, you can join, you can go to Purdue University, you can go to Kentucky University, you can go to Gonzaga, name the college. Instantly, they're going to hit you with like, okay, we have... Uh, this event for this Pride Month happening. Like, do you want to come to the parade and and put the shirt on? Um, We're doing this event with the college about, like, evolution. You know, instantly, you're an athlete, so they give you authority, and they see you as a leader and a person of influence, and they want to use that influence for their goal. And the public university's goal is not your goal as a Christian. So it's like, you got to know the Lord, you know? Like, you got to be in the word. You got to be praying. You got to be talking to him and you have to truly know what your calling is. And it's just Jesus. You know, like for me, it's so interesting because, you know, like in 2020, like politics was crazy, like in the, like all of it. And I got really into it and the conversations went nowhere. It was just like, I believe this, this person believes this. No matter like if I'm right or if they're right, because uh, one person typically is right, but you're not going to change the other person's view because they're just so contrasting and they're so contrary that you're trying to, I don't know, like you're just putting politics and sports and these like other decisions and these other goals above the Lord. And once I started to see healing and deliverance and I realized the power of the Lord, I'm just like, Jesus is the only thing that matters. So now it's so interesting because all of my friends politically are the complete opposite of me 
but I'm like so connected with like with them because I don't care about the politics anymore. Like I don't care about their goals in their life, like their agenda, just like just whatever it is. I just want to save the lost, you know. So I think as a high school athlete and a college athlete, first you got to know the Lord, and you got to experience Him, and you have to desperately want Him because He desperately wants you. You know, He's He's called jealous, so He He's a jealous God for us. Mm-hmm. If you're that close with the Lord, you're not going to want to talk about anything else except His love. And when you start sharing His love, people will react every time. You know, Jesus went in town to town and he just shared the gospel, like the complete truth. Um, and it stunk sometimes, you know, but there wasn't anything more important. The soccer game wasn't important to him. The basketball game wasn't important to him. It was just like, I'm here for you. Follow me. And I love you. And it doesn't matter what you've done. I'm here for you. So, yeah, man, I think it's just sharing, sharing the love of the Lord. Mm. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's what everything boils down to as a Christian, right? Just sharing the gospel and sharing the love that he has. How have you used your platform as an athlete and now as a business owner to glorify God? It's like coming on podcasts like this, you know? All I want to do is share the goodness of the Lord. And it's like either I can start saying Bible verses or I can pray for the person or I can just share the fruit of the Spirit. Um, But at all moments, I just want to use whatever gift the Lord has given me to bless his kingdom. So for Pet Track, it's like the perfect, honestly, it's the perfect like scenario because it's so funny and it's so unique that it causes people's hearts to become soft, you know, because, oh, like this is hilarious, you know, because like humor is such a beautiful door to sharing who the Lord is and Humor, when it's done well with the pet track, uh, in my opinion, has touched so many different lives. You know, like I had you reach out to do a podcast. People are in the DMs every day saying, like, this product is amazing. Like, can I get it? Different magazines have reached out. People who, who I would never talk to in my entire life, who don't even know me, are wanting to suddenly ask me to do websites, ask me to do graphic design. They want to know where the idea from the product came. And it's like, thank you for asking. It was the Lord. And let me tell you exactly what he did and why. Um, and what he can do for you, you know? So everything's for the Lord for me. It's just Jesus. And this company is just another avenue to preach um, to to a really specific niche. And that's the the hyper-focused track athlete who has religion, or sorry, who has sport as their religion, because I was that athlete. That's what I'm doing now. It's like I want to make a product that is so unique to track and field that the professionals respond. You know what I mean? Because when the professionals respond and you can influence their minds and their lives for the Lord, it's just going to trickle down from the pros to the college athletes to the media to the high school athletes to the parents and then to the middle schoolers. And then they're going to be raised just in a different way. That is, that's an unbelievable mindset. Like if I, I I just wish that everybody that was in business, that was in athletics, anything had that mindset, because I mean, that's, that's unbelievable. I, Ethan, as we do start to wrap up today, what is your goal with pet track? The goal with pet track is to have fun in a professional way and see that running is more than just performance. You know, it's like, Petrack is really 
taking off your watch. It's like everyone has their, their Strava app. They're looking at how many miles, how many kilometers, how many calories they burned. And whether people say it or not, it gets depressing eventually because you're just comparing yourself to others. And the goal is just to really remind everyone that you can enjoy the sport in a fun way without competing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, even though this podcast is called Competing for Christ, the goal of the company is like no competition. It's just like, let's all have fun together. Because that's what the kingdom of the Lord is. It's like, there's no competition. There's no pastor better than the others. There's no worship leader better than the others. Everyone in the, is equal to the Lord. So I want to uh, create a product that just brings everyone up and everyone happy. And that's the, I mean, that's the thing with this podcast. We are competing in sports for Christ, but we're also competing in this life for Christ. And we're competing to spread the gospel for Christ. So I, I'm glad that you brought that up. But Ethan, I, I can't thank you enough for joining me today. Like I said before, this was a first for me talking about a figurine, a, a toy on a podcast, but I loved it. I love talking with you and just picking your brain because um, you are you are doing really good work as a Christian in business and in sports too. So thank you. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. All right. Well, for all the listeners out there, go get a pet track at PetTrack.com. This thing is so cool. And just knowing that a Christian guy is running the whole thing is even cooler. Um, but please make sure to share this episode and subscribe to the show. It means more to us than you know. Um, if you don't get anything else from this, just remember this. Jesus loves you and he's going to fight for you no matter what. Talk to you next time.